Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Hi everyone and welcome to our online service. So glad that you could join us. And uh, wherever you are, yeah, take some time, try to create some space or some quiet, and let's just trust God to spend time in His presence and spend time in His Word together. Let's take a moment to pray as we do that. Father, we thank You for Your presence. Wherever we are, or wherever each one is listening or watching, thank You for Your presence, God. Thank You for Your peace upon every heart in the name of Jesus. God, we consecrate this time to you, Lord. Let your kingdom come in our lives, Lord. Let your kingdom come through our lives. And we trust, Holy Spirit, that you would come as our teacher, that you would lead us into truth, God. We are truly not here for any man's opinion, Lord. We are here to connect with you, Lord. We are here to, to be transformed, to be more like Christ. And we, we ask that you would come and do that in us, Lord. Uh, that your name will be glorified in our midst today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I was recently convicted um, that we tend to be so engrossed in the daily demands of life that we lose sight of God's enduring faithfulness. Um, personally, we are in the middle of a project that has been going on for some time and there's still a lot to be done. Um, but I was just convicted to look back over the past year um, and to give thanks to God for miracles upon miracles that have happened and how faithful how God has been throughout. You know, it's so easy for us to, to you know, be focused on the challenges of the day, to be focused on what needs to happen, to, uh, you know, we tend to, I don't know about you, but we tend to put our focus on what's coming and, and focusing on what do we need to prepare for and what the challenges lie ahead, etc., and it's so easy for us to lose sight of the fact that God has been faithful. And it's so easy for us not to look back um, on what He has done. It's so important that we do this from time to time, you know, to look back, to reflect on God's faithfulness, and even to build memorials of what He has done. Uh, you know, that reminds me of the time when Joshua and the Israelites came through the Jordan River. The Lord had Joshua... While the waters were still upstream, while the Lord was keeping the waters aside for them to pass through, he, he had them build a massive pile of stones in the middle of the river um, to act as an, a memorial um, for the generations to come. Literally so that, you know, if a little boy were to walk past down the you know, bank of the river and he would ask his dad or his grandfather, what, why is there a pile of rocks in the middle of the river, that then he would have the opportunity to say, you know what happened that day? This is what God did. This is the miracle that God has done. And um, it's so important that we do that ourselves, to build those memorials in our lives, so that we can look back and give thanks, so that we can look back and reflect on how faithful God is. Amen. I wanted to read from Psalm 37, from verse 3. This is in the New King James. Um, and this is one of my favorite scriptures uh, when it comes to the faithfulness of God. And it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land 
and feed on his faithfulness. It's such a great picture for me because it points to the fact that we are nourished by his faithfulness. And uh, we are sustained by his faithfulness. God's faithfulness is something we can feed on and something we can be encouraged by, something we can find strength in, something that can you know, fill us up when we're, not, when we're feeling down or when we're feeling you know, uh, when we're spiritually not in a great space. We, we can look onto his faithfulness and we can be fed by it and nourished by it. And another, one or two things I want to look at today is that our faithfulness is connected to God's faithfulness. And I want to also look at a little bit of a, about at how that works and uh, how that all fits together. I want to read from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And I love it how we see this in many of the letters of Paul. I would say probably even most of them, if not all of them. Paul starts with saying, this is who I am. I'm an apostle called my God. You know, he, he introduces himself and he, he says that he, he, he immediately communicates that his identity is not found in you know, who, whatever anybody else would say, but his identity is found in who God has called him to be. So he starts with that, and then he carries on, and in verse 2 he says, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and uh, before that he speaks, of, he says, he's writing to the saints who are faithful in Christ Jesus. And that's kind of what I, what I want to look at a little bit today. What does it mean for us as the saints to be faithful in Christ Jesus. And um, also part, um, part of that is what does it mean for God to be called faithful? And then also, like I mentioned, what does it mean for us to be called faithful as believers? I want us to read from 1 Thessalonians 5, from verse 23, and we see Paul uh, that he's ending off his letter to the believers in Thessalonica and this is how this is his, kind of his last thoughts towards them as he closes his message. And he says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then here's the key one. He says, He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. And there is a big key here. He 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 makes such a powerful thing right at the end of the message. He says, guys, all of these things I've written to you, I, I, I trust that you're going to walk in these things. But then he says, he ends off with this, he says, he who calls you is faithful. God is faithful. And God is the one who will surely do it. He who calls us is faithful and he will do it. God will do it himself. Amen. Um, you know, I'm reminded of the scripture where God says that, that he, Paul writes, he says, God is faithful to finish the good work that he has started in us. We, we come out of such a performance-driven society. Everything around us is all about working so hard and earning and, and doing well and being good enough. But God says he will finish the work. He is faithful. He will do it. Amen. Let us read from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. If we endure... 
we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. God cannot deny himself. God's faithfulness is rooted in him being God. It's, it's rooted in who he is. It's, it's by definition who he is, uh, and God is by definition faithful because he is God. So this is part of who he is. This is part of who he will ever be. He has been forever, and he will forever be, and nothing about that can change. Um, so that is the faithfulness of God is, is securely rooted and based in the fact that he is who he says he is, and he is God. Yeah. Let's read from Titus chapter 1. Verse 2 says, We have hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised before the ages began. God cannot lie. And this is one of the essential bits for us to understand about God. God, even again, in the essence of who He is, is unable to lie. Um, His word is true. Um, And this is something that's something we sometimes struggle to get our head around. Uh, a friend of mine always used to give such great examples about this. But, you know, if, if I were to say to you, um, don't you like my red, my red jacket? Or, you know, um, you would tell me, listen, there's something wrong with your eyes. It's clearly not red. It's black. But you know what? If Jesus were to walk in here today, or if God were to, were to come and say, the jacket is red, then guess what? The jacket would turn red at his word. And that's the power of the Word of God. That's the power of the Word of Christ, is that the Word of God creates something out of nothing. So, in essence, it's impossible for God to lie because He is God, because His Word is true. He's utterly reliable. He is utterly dependable. And what what He promises will come to pass. And before I continue about that, what's, what's powerful, the dynamic we see here is that the um, the faithfulness of God is now transmitted to His Word as well. And in the, in the fact that we have, we're able to trust in God's Word just as reliably and he's, it's just as dependable as God Himself. Um, so as we just read in the in in Scripture, he, you know, what He promised will come to pass. Joshua 23 verse 14, And now I'm about to go the way of all the earth, And you know in your hearts and souls, all of you, that not one word has failed of all the good things that the Lord your God has promised concerning you. All have come to pass for you. Not one of them has failed. Isn't that a powerful thing to reflect on, to say, wow, guys, every single thing that God has promised has come to pass. Joshua has come to the end of his life. And he is testifying, he's reminding everybody around him, he says, guys, every single promise has come to pass. Not one of them has failed. All of God's promises came to pass. Every single one. And I believe God wants to, us to regularly do the same and look back and, and, and analyze and reflect on his faithfulness and his goodness. What he has promised will come to pass. If he has said it, if he has spoken it over your life, if he has given you a promise, you can rely on that promise and you can trust in him. Amen. Let's read from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, 
for he who promised is faithful. Again, affirming that he who promised is faithful. That if God has promised something, if he has confirmed something, if he has said something, it is sure, it is set in stone, it will happen. God's faithfulness is radically different from ours. His faithfulness is based on who He is. Our faithfulness is not based on who we are, but also on who God is. So our faithfulness is based on God's faithfulness. And, uh, you know, again, coming from a world and society where everything is performance-driven, it's it's so easy for us to think, you know what, my faithfulness means, and me being faithful to God means, how well am I doing? Am I performing well? Am I... Am I, you know, am I keeping the bar? Am I, am I, am I reaching? Um, am, I, am I, you know, living up to everybody's expectations? That's not what it means. Our faithfulness is, in its essence, based on God's faithfulness and founded and rooted in God's faithfulness. First Timothy chapter one verse fifteen, just to paraphrase, it says, "This is a true and faithful statement, worthy of all of, of full acceptance." And that is exactly what the Word of God is. God's faithfulness is transferred, is transmitted to His Word. And we can accept His Word and we can accept um, the reliability of His Word. We can depend on His Word. We can know that His His Word is faithful and true, utterly reliable. So that's not only to do with the Word He gives us in terms of the Rhema Word and Him speaking to us. Dreams, visions, and the different ways God speaks to us, but specifically also His written word. We can depend on it. We can trust in it. We can know that that His faithfulness is embedded in His word as well. So, how is God's faithfulness connected to our faithfulness? I want us to read Hebrews chapter eleven from verse eleven, and this is where Sarah, the it refers to Sarah, the the wife of Abraham who became pregnant, I think it was the age of 99, with the promised son Isaac. So let's read from verse 11. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive, even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Isn't that powerful? Sarah herself received power to conceive, even when she was past the age, since she considered him, this is God, faithful who had promised. You know, if you think back, if you look again at that account of Sarah and Abraham, we, we see that at first Sarah doubted, um, but then she was able to put her trust in God's faithfulness. So the, yes, you know, if you find yourself in that place of doubt, if you find yourself in this place of wrestling with things, um, struggling, you know, maybe wondering, is gonna, God going to be faithful? Don't you know, you're not allowed, alone. We all Through Scripture we see this, and this is a reality that's something that we wrestle with. But God's not intimidated by our doubts. Just be, you know, honest with God. Bring that before Him and, and trust Him to encourage you in that. Um, so we see that faith in the human soul is when we have a deep, heartfelt conviction. When we are convinced that God is faithful to what He has promised. That is what faith means. When we are persuaded that God will do what He said He will do. And that is exactly where our faithfulness comes from. Our faithfulness 
is founded in us putting our trust in His faithfulness. We become faithful. We cannot be faithful of ourselves. We cannot be faithful because of our performance or because of our goodness or because of we're doing great. We become faithful when we have put our faith in the one who is faithful. So our very essence of us, any ability that we might have to be faithful or to, um, you know, to reflect God well is based on His goodness and is based on the fact that He is faithful. As believers, as Christians, us being faithful means that we can be depended on. We can be relied upon. Uh, we can be trusted to put our faith in Christ. That is what it means for us to be faithful. That we will continue to put our faith and our trust in Him and in His faithfulness. That we will continue until death to put all our hope in who He is. And that He is indeed faithful to what He has promised. And I want to encourage you, if, if you're in this, maybe in a season where you're wrestling with something, or you've had a promise, or you've, um, you know, you've prayed for something for a long time, I want to encourage you, don't lose heart. Um, don't look to yourself. Don't look to your performance. or um, Don't look to see, you know, where am, am I falling short? Yes, we want to be holy. Yes, we want to be like Him. I'm not talking about that. But I want to encourage you to put your trust in Him. To know that, that um, He is faithful to what He has promised. And He is faithful to perform His word. And His word will flourish in what He has sent it to do. Hallelujah. Father, we're so thankful for Your word today. Lord, I bring every person listening before you today in the name of Jesus. I thank you that you stir in our hearts uh, encouragement, that you stir hope in our hearts by the power of your Spirit, that we would look to you, that we would be nourished by your faithfulness, that we would realize that even any ability that, or any chance of us, Lord, amounting to anything of us, bringing glory to your name of us being more like Christ. All of that, Lord, is based and rooted and founded in the fact that you are faithful, God. And our faithfulness it means that we will continue to put our trust in you. So I pray for every heart. I pray for every person. You know their situation, Lord. Stir faith in our hearts. Stir hope in our hearts, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Give us grace again to continue to look to you. To continue, Lord, that we will be found reliable that we would continue to put our trust in you Lord. That we would not relent that even through the dark valleys even through the difficult seasons god that we would continue to put our hope in you alone father i thank you that at the at the basic um, foundation of it all is the fact that you sent jesus christ in our in our place that jesus that you bore our sin and our shame that you took it upon yourself and that is such a powerful way that you demonstrated your love for us. I pray for each one today, Lord, that for those of us that don't have that conviction yet, that don't have that assurance of our salvation yet, Lord, that you would give us boldness to respond to your word. Give us boldness to call out to your, your name and be saved in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria.org.